Welcome to Flow with Armand Asadi. Welcome, welcome. I want to speak today about feedback. I believe that feedback is one of the most important things that a person can learn to acquire, receive, and integrate into their, not only into their lives, but into their entire being. The ability to properly receive feedback in a workplace setting or in your personal life, um, God, I mean, when you look at Carl Jung's approach to the journey of individuation, the journey of making the unconscious parts of yourself conscious, which is one of my favorite ideas and phrases in the world. When you look at that journey and process, one of the most important factors, the most important steps along the way is receiving feedback and or at least learning how to recognize feedback when it exists. Now, most people, when the opportunity for feedback shows up, tend to clench up, close down, and get defensive. And why not? Feedback at the end of the day is <laughs> telling you to adjust who you are or what you are. And that can be a very shocking thing to the psyche, to the self, to you. Like for someone to tell you to be different, it just doesn't feel good. And it's very difficult to take feedback for a lot of people, but in particular, sensitive types. And um, some of the people I care about most in the world are very sensitive, and they often tend to be women. Not always, I I'm actually pretty sensitive myself, but not on the psychological scale, but just as a person, if you got to know me. Um, but in terms of ability to take feedback, the more sensitive types, the ones that take things more personally or defensively, because they they tend to take those words and feel them so deeply and feel as if they have done something wrong, uh, tend to be those sensitive types. And it's very difficult for those people to take that feedback. And I can understand why. Because as I said, it feels like, I didn't, know, I didn't note this very important word, but it feels like the person is telling you to be different, to change your personality. But this is the first step in the adjustment. The first step in the adjustment, let me, let me just begin, let me actually wrap up that point around why feedback is important. So as you go down this journey of individuation and this journey of making the unconscious conscious, and you receive feedback, and you begin to integrate that feedback, you do change. Your behaviors change, and as a process, your personality changes. And if you're changing in accordance with what is best for you, what brings out the best in your potential, and what the world and society is ultimately telling you to adjust, you're going to end up being a more successful human being, because the more you can go and adjust with the flow of what gets results in society, you're going to feel more successful because success is ultimately getting results in society for most people. So understanding how people feel about your actions, about the way you talk, about the way you treat them, about your presence, about your energy is insanely, insanely important. So this should give you enough motivation to want feedback. Now on to the next point that I was making earlier. It feels like they're telling you to adjust your personality or your behavior. Well, let's be clear. 
When a great leader or a great friend gives you feedback, it should be focused on the behavior. When you, as a leader, give anybody feedback, if somebody asks you for feedback, or if you see an opportunity, say you're an executive, say you're a CEO, say you're an entrepreneur, and, you're, and you need to give somebody feedback on your team. The way I've learned to give feedback, the, the best example of how I've learned to give feedback was from Marty Moore, who I've had on the podcast, Martin G. Moore. This was, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six episodes ago. He's an exceptional executive. And, ooh, that could be a title of a book, The Exceptional Executive. <laughs> you may remember, I think it's Peter Drucker, the, the Effective Executive. He taught me that you want to critique the behavior and praise the personality. So in essence, you're going to go, listen, Sally, like when you do this spreadsheet, you need to make sure that you save it correctly and that you color code it correctly. And that when you send it off, you CC me and Bob every time you do one of these spreadsheets. And I really know that ultimately you're a very hard worker and you really care. And I appreciate your diligence and you end with the praise on the personality. So you critique the behavior and you praise her. Why do you do that? Because behavior is easily changeable. Personality is often not. You don't want to make somebody feel like <laughs> that who they are and what they are is the problem. You want them to see that it's just a behavior tweak. It's an easy change. So I give you little sip of coffee here. I give you this frame first around the uh, behavior change. And, and, and in terms of, I give you this frame first of just how to give the feedback as well, because I want you to understand what effective feedback looks like. So you should put your uh, perspective in that position where if you're receiving feedback, well, first of all, most people don't know how to do it. But remember, that this person is here to critique your behavior. It's not something wrong with you. It's something that you may want to consider changing about the way you do things. So the first and most important step in receiving feedback is actually asking for it. Most people are never going to give you feedback. Never, ever, 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 ever are they going to give you feedback. And if they do, they're not giving it to you from a place that you want it. You need to set them up in a position where they feel safe to give feedback and you make it clear that you desire it. John, I would like your honest feedback on my speech and I don't want to hear some bullshit about how it's a great talk because you want me to feel good about myself. I'm sure it was okay. What I want is the parts that I can improve because I can always call my mom or my sister <laughs> or my best friend and they can pump me up and tell me what a great job I did. But I need you, John, to tell me what I can do better. And so you create this space first for the safe feedback and you inquire, you ask for it. And it's very important that you do. I've been talking about this for over a decade that the process of, you know, I, I even call them the three magic questions. If you Google Arman, Asadi, three magic questions. This should come up. It's a blog post from about 10 years ago. It's I think it's one of my top hits, one of the most uh, popular things that I had ever written back then when I was blogging. So definitely check that out. But I think it's critical. You ask the question, you create the safe space, and then you listen. But how do you listen? The next step is to be insanely curious, genuinely curious. When somebody is talking and giving you feedback, you need to be 
curious, where is this information coming from? What kind of person is this? Because the next step after that, after being curious and being in that frame of mind, is to understand their view. You need to understand their worldview and know that any feedback that a person gives you is obviously subjective from their worldview. So as much as I'm telling you that feedback is important, I don't want you to fuck up your whole life because of one piece of feedback. It's one person's advice. You have to take it with a grain of salt. So this is their worldview and your job is to accumulate the feedback, the genuine authentic feedback from as many people as possible who come from different worldviews. And by accumulating these different worldviews, you're almost putting a a puzzle together. Imagine a quilt. And this quilt is the quilt of all the different perspectives and worldviews of these other people. And your job is to understand how you show up in the world based on what other people see. And the better that you can understand that, the more you can access your power, your strength, and begin to make these things about yourself conscious so that you realize, hey, I come off a little bit uh, aggressive or I come off a little bit bashful or I come off a little bit quiet or I come off a little bit loud or I come off, come off a little bit insecure or I come off a little bit egotistical and overly confident and cocky or I come off a little bit uh, loud you know, or whatever it might be. And I'm and I'm describing very surface level things right now that are first steps. These are these are very critical, important surface level things, though. Of course, like how do you actually show up? Are you aware if you come off bashful or cocky or loud or whatever it might be? You know, in particular, in like networking situations or business situations, how do you come off? Do you come off certain? Do you come off in you know uncertain? Do you come off like you are the leader of the group or the follower of the group? Neither one of those is a bad thing. It's just awareness of like, where do I land here? How do I show up in the world? And as you open that door and you go down the path of receiving feedback, everything will change. One of the reasons that I actually recorded this podcast is because I I talk to a lot of friends, in particular women, and they often come to me and they talk about how difficult it is, some difficulty that they're going through at work. They're in some sort of conflict. They're in some sort of situation at work where somebody's talking shit or, you know, they, they, they just got told by their boss that they need to do X, Y, and Z. And they're not actually understanding the opportunity in, in front of them. They're viewing it as an attack. They're getting defensive. They're getting sensitive and they're getting emotional. And it's so funny because I, I literally just earlier today, I'm currently in Florida, West Palm Beach at the permissionless crypto conference. And I was sitting at the bar with my friend Marcus. And then there were these two ladies to the neck, you know, to the, to the left of me. And they overheard me talking about crypto and they started talking to me about crypto. Oh my God, my boyfriend won't stop talking to me about crypto. I was like, well, what are you guys doing? She's like, well, we met up for a drink because my friend's going through a tough time at work. And I'm trying to explain to her uh, that, you know, the topic at hand was don't be emotional in business. And one friend was telling the other friend how important it is to separate emotions from business. And I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately, it's necessary. Yes, it's important to have empathy. Yes, it's important to not be a stone cold robot that just, you know, blows people over and doesn't give them time of day. I don't think that's what we're saying. But we are saying is what happens in business? It's very important to separate the emotion out of it, in particular when it comes to people. When it comes to the people that you're dealing with, 
it, the comments that they make, the actions, the, the the things that unfold, the the events that take place that might feel like catastrophes. You have to remove the emotion out of the situation. If you don't, you will make poor decisions. You will not understand what the person is saying. And for many reasons, as you know, that I've talked about on this podcast, when it comes to psychology, the reason above all that we cannot take feedback well and we get defensive and we get triggered is because it brings up a wound. These are wounds from our teenage years, from our childhood of things that we learned, things that we experienced. And when we experience them as adults, they bring up a charge of emotions and we don't know why because we haven't done the work to make it conscious. But if you make it conscious and you separate the emotion and you realize that this event, this color, this person, this way of talking, the way this person shows up in the world is making you emotional, angry or upset or stressed is because of something that you went through earlier in life. There's freedom in that. There's great freedom in that. <laughs> because the moment you make that conscious, you can then separate the emotion from it, hear the person for what they're really saying, not turn them into the enemy and go, okay, cool. So maybe that is how I come off sometimes. My bad. All right. That's good to know. Because the reality is that if it was a different person or a different way of speaking and it didn't trigger you, you would have no problem with, with what that person is saying. That's totally true. So Create the space for the person to give you feedback. Get curious. Be really open. Make it safe for them. And then understand their worldview and begin to accumulate all these different worldviews to, to quilt this, you know, to, to put this quilt together and understand this blanket of how you show up in the world because understanding how you show up in the world gives you power to understand how you can get results because then you become successful. <laughs> Make sense? Above all... It is so important, in particular, if you are an employee or an executive or a manager in a, in a job, getting emotional about feedback is what can destroy your career. I really have watched this happen so many times where people get into drama and situations because they cannot separate the facts from the emotions that they personally subjectively feel. They get caught up in some drama story and they go back and forth and back and forth, go home, talk to the wife, talk to the husband, tell them what happened. Oh my God, Jimmy's a prick. Go to work the next day. Feel angry about Jimmy. Confront Jimmy. Have a one-on-one -on -one with Jimmy. Have a sidebar about Jimmy. Talk shit about Jimmy. Jimmy's talking shit about me, so I'm talking shit about Jimmy. Oh, really? Are you talking shit about Jimmy because Jimmy's talking shit about you? Why is Jimmy talking shit about you? Maybe Jimmy's talking shit about you and that's not your problem. And you should put your head down and stay in your lane and get your work done and be successful and go home and have a happy life because it's not worth it and Jimmy doesn't fucking matter anyway. Like, why are you getting caught up about Jimmy? Why is Jimmy triggered in the first place? Maybe it's because you're number one and Jimmy wants to be number one. Maybe you're a threat to Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy's just generally threatened by you. Maybe Jimmy doesn't like your face. Maybe you don't like Jimmy's face. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Getting caught up with that stuff, that drama is not going to get you anywhere. And I want to make sure to separate those people and that type of stuff from the real good feedback that exists in life that you can acquire to make yourself a better, stronger, wiser person. That is the good stuff. That's the stuff you want to accumulate and you want to stay away from the Jimmies and the Sallies. 
that are talking shit and causing drama because guess what? That person at the end of the day is unhappy. And if somebody is unhappy with you and they're talking shit about you, they're not going to get anywhere anyway. And if they do, let them. Let them play that game in life because that's not the game you're here to play. So feedback is very, very important and paramount to your success. So I highly recommend as an exercise just to make this actionable. And this is exactly what I did with the three magic questions. I said, you know, go and find some people. Talk to five to seven people that you can get some feedback from and ask them. Ask them a few basic questions. Uh, Let me actually pull it up for you right now. I know I teased this and I said that this is what (laughs) this is. something that you should go find. But uh, let me actually see if I can even find this for you. I probably can't. Yes, I can. Here it is. So the first thing you want to ask people above all, um, and we've talked about why it, why it matters and the questions you need to ask them. So let's just go right into the questions now. What is something that I do better than most people? That is the first question. That is one question that you need to know the answer to. You need to know that because you need to know what is my unique ability in life. And you need to double and triple down on that. And you need to do more and more of that. So again, the first question is, what is something that I do better than most people? Second question is, and that's so that's all around mastering a skill. The next question is identifying your good and bad habits that you may or may not be aware of. So the question is, what is a habit? that I may not be aware of. And again, don't feel bad, make it safe for them, but they might say you're biting your nails or you're always talking over people or you tend to be negative or you tend to be this or that. And you wanna pull that out. You really, really wanna get to the bottom of it. And lastly, just to understand how you are branded in the world. How do people uh, really see you? You would ask something like, How would you describe me to a friend of yours? When you talk about me or you introduce me to other people, how do you describe me to your friends? And I think that that will generally help you understand how you're branded. And one of the things that I believe in as someone with a marketing background is that if you don't brand yourself, people will brand you. So make sure that you have a very clear way of defining yourself in the world, who you want to be, what you do for others, what is the value and impact that you bring to the world, what do you actually produce, you know, and make that your brand. Make it very clear, make it succinct, make it focused on what you do for others, and make sure you have that on your website or on your Instagram or on your LinkedIn or whatever it might be. Because again, if you don't, People won't know how to describe you or they'll describe you inaccurately. And neither of those is a good thing. So that is it. I hope you enjoyed. Um, I think it would make sense. Yeah, I probably should ask, you know, along that vein, I would love your feedback. I would love your feedback on this show. Um, It had been a while since the last episode. And actually, just for those of you that are there, thank you for making it all the way through the episode and know that actually um, I was motivated to make this happen. I've been so fucking busy. And I was talking to um, one of my mentees and the guy that does a lot of my videos, who I highly recommend, Sahas Chopra. And I told him, I, I said, I need some accountability, man. And he said, well, you know, what is something you're afraid of? And I went through, you know, we were trying to come up with accountability for me to get an episode out and, and start getting consistent again. And, uh, you know, there were a few things I said that we weren't able to turn into an accountability exercise. But then I said, I'm afraid of heights. I hate bungee jumping. Had to do it one time and I absolutely hated it. 
And then what we came up with was, was if I don't get this episode done by Tuesday, along with getting this whole uh, idea I have for a vlog video started, then I have to bungee jump. So if you need some motivation, find an accountability partner. That's always a good exercise. But anyway, um, I really, really, really love doing this podcast. As you know, it's one of my favorite things in the world. And I would love your feedback on it. I would love to know what I can do better. And as you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings. So be honest with me. Bring it and uh, send me a message. You know where to reach me. Instagram, DM, email, um, you know, through my website, contact form. Send me a letter, whatever it is, guys. Twitter message, DM. There's many ways to reach me. So let me know and I will keep it coming. And if you have not left a review for me uh, at all before, I would love if you could do that. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, if you go to Flow with Armand Asadi and you scroll down, you'll see the little star rating section. And then just write a little something. I would love to hear from you. Um, all right. I think that's it. Until next time. Peace.